previously on Riftwing, a butcher sends the party on a quest for bacon. Upon finding the stolen cart, Tarquin somehow gets his hand just on an entire boar and proceeds to sell it for a ridiculous sum of gold. After pointing the stolen goods back to their original source, the party is paid and goes on to Varnock. A lengthy shopping trip ensues at Sills, and the party gears up, only to get a call from Blackthorn for their next task. Hi there, my name's Nathan, and I'm the Dungeon Master of Riffwake. I'm Josh, because Caden is here this week, and I play Josefi Krakowski, a human ballad. I'm Remy, playing Northern Valos, half-drow rogue. I'm Mitch, and I play Valamir Windark, the handsome half-elf bard. We are missing someone today, and welcome to Riftwake. The party makes their way from Varnock to Jarden. The journey is uneventful, and the party er eventually arrives at the gates of Jarden. Tarquin um, basically says that he needs to leave the party for a while because there's something that he needs to do in the city of Jarden, and hence off leaves the party for a while. Now, the party has been ordered by Blackthorn to return to um, Jarden so that he may speak with them. And they, make the, they eventually make their way towards the um, place that they can be transported to the Blackthorn Academy. So, currently the party is stood outside of his office and are called in. So, Nora will just walk in, give him a nod, and just say, Professor. Can I steal anything this time or no? No. Damn it. So, um, Blackthorn's going to uh, speak to you all and say, So, this instance of um, assistance that I need from you, it's... Um, going to be slightly different from that of the prior events. So different let me explain how? the goings on. There has been a couple ships that have been coming that seem to be of a different continent. It is led by a giant golden hydra. And is a hydra heading for the academy? Something along the lines of that. Using magical sight, I have... It's been most peculiar. It appears that there's been a lot of confusion on board, and most of them seem to be trying to figure out what is going on. Most likely, what has happened is probably some sort of accident of sorts. Though... It appears that they are from a different land, and they probably have come here to perhaps question as to why we have arrived in this new plane. There's different lands? Oh no, that's not my voice. Josefi Krakowski. Are you telling me that there are different lands here? Yes, there happened to be. Oh, it wasn't then... one of the factors that we considered when we were crafting the spell for the rift, but kind of happened did, anyways. Did we make a did we make trouble for them? Like was it like, oh boom, our island appeared three feet in the air and then we'd like drop on top of a bunch of like are we like higher now than we were before? I trust like, me, we land I'm on, very on high. Land? Wait. <laughs> 
Like, um, like, do we land on that? Like, are we like crushing houses right now? Or do we no, like nothing of that zoop? sort? Uh, according to our calculations and the incantations we made, there shouldn't have been any incidents of that sort. Oh, good. At, at the most that we have done is probably caused a little bit of a shaking in the plane, but that should be it. He doesn't know how wrong he is. Oh God. <laughs> Neither does Yosefi. Like, oh, okay, little shakes. They're probably like, ooh, what is that little shake? And then they notice that we're a landmass that wasn't there before, and they're like, oh, what are these guys doing here? We should probably go sneaky-deaky up on them, see what's up. Are, are we sure this is the guy who should be in charge? I mean, he doesn't seem very good with calculations. Do me? <laughs> <laughs> it's true, I'm not very good with calculations. I'll give you that one. That was out of character, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> They're sailing on a golden hydra. That seems to be rather a statement. Are you sure that they don't have any potential leverage? They have a golden hydra. <laughs> Can you it's really call leverage? it sailing if it's being put, being on a, on a giant animal? Uh, I mean, isn't also, it technically still sailing? I mean, like... Yeah, I mean, sailing needs I mean, sails, I guess maybe it? it'd be riding. Well, you said they're coming on a golden hydra. Is it swimming? Is it something else? Uh, so he's going to specify that it appears that they have used necromatic means to use a hydra, a hydra's corpse as the main structure of their ship. Oh, that's it seems bad. as uh, if necromancy. So so they have a tireless immune to exhaustion hydra with that's so much worse. <laughs> that's a good Could point. Could you do also, that for a horse maybe? Wait, no, we don't want to do that for a horse. In necromancy Necromancy. We're 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 very very much just glancing past. It's it's a necromancy. Yeah, but you put the horse on the carriage, and then you can just go all day. I think we are, we are missing the point. What actually <laughs> is like the Darstian view That's on totally necromancy? I can't imagine it's very positive. Um, generally, <laughs> eh, this. That's a general response. Because necromancy, if it makes Valmir's life easier, he's okay with it. Necromancy mm. on Darst isn't that advanced because they haven't discovered um, anything too too powerful. And plus, they haven't had any major incidents with it since. Well, I mean, there main... is that desert around Varnok. Yeah, so like that—that that would be the only thing. The issue is that the, the, those undead uncaused. Exactly caused by direct necromancy that they know of. All, all of it is because of like some mistakes of some very ancient race. And Petra's a goddess of war. What's her view on things like undead? Um, un undead things are no good because when you kill a thing, it should stay dead. There we go. That's exactly where where Yosefi is thinking. If he's like, no, guys, <laughs> necromancy is bad. Bad people do the necromancy. It would not be a forbidden spell area if it was like, oh yeah, everyone do necromancy. It's great. We just came out of a desert full of necromantic energy that made everybody go like, oh, hello, I'm alive again. Do we want that? No. So, yeah. Blackthorn is going to say, yes, so what I have organized is a, a couple of ships to meet this... Um, these three vessels before they arrive on the continent. And with us, we will be taking the, um, his name is Corvin Iron Hands. 
is a friend of mine and a representative of the crown. Oh, how's the crown doing? Are they doing good? Are his hands actually made out of iron? They have lots of questions. I do have lots of no. questions, mostly because I'm not paying attention. I am paying attention, which is why I have my questions. I want it to be known, yes? So the reason why I need you is because I need people who can possibly deal with whatever they might be throwing at us. Mm-hmm. And, and you have an army to send with us as well. Yes, we do. We have gotten the army based in Jarden to come along. Good, because gonna be honest, sir, us on a Hydra? I wouldn't give us the best of odds, let alone everything else. I would give us bad odds. I wouldn't, not even best of, like, not even average. Well, based <sighs> on what I can tell, there is only three ships. I, if this was an attacking force, I would expect at least 20. Well, could these be the scouts for such a force? Perhaps. And he's going to, at this point, stand up. But in the case where it is, we'd be phenomenally in deep shit. Oh. If I were so to put it. When you hear someone who's an avatar of a deity in this world say, oh, it's going to be a big problem, that. What's the word I'm looking for? It's not reassuring, even in the remotely the slightest. Yes, that's the word I was looking for. What? What? What would make you say something like that? What? What do they have? They have a undead hydra. Were you not paying attention? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looks like one such as you would be able to deal with that. So what? What do we not Here's know? The thing: if they were to so easily send a hydra simply with the uh, scouting force, something that powerful. It's likely that the forces that they may bring to bear with their main force would be by far more powerful. Mm. And in far greater number. Yeah, like if if the appetizer is a steak, then what's the main course going to be, you know? Us, obviously. And needless to say, a race of people who can create hydras is worrying for something of that level would be difficult for our magical capabilities to reach so what is our intent with this are we here to announce our surrender no we are to figure out as to why they are here and after that we shall react appropriately okay can't you just send him a letter? Well, you need the, someone to, to deliver the leather still. Carrier pigeon? Dragon? Carrier Magic. dragon could work. Yes, however, it's best to deal with these sort of things with appropriate displays of force, if you know what I mean. Mm. You ever think about uh, diplomacy? Global... Yes, uh, diplomacy. Uh, politics, yes. It's all about displaying this strength. But there's one thing what I know. What are you talking about? There's one thing I know. Diplomacy and world politics are all about not showing how weak you are, even if you have weakness. So on that this note, what kind of tone do you want us to take? Do we want to be putting up a strong front, or simply, this is simply a job we have been assigned, good day? 
Well, the plan is to bring a sizable force there so that we can put up a strong front so as to better understand their position once we've had talks with them and dissuade any future forces. We get to communicate with foreign dignitaries with the authority of the king? Do we oh, have no, a sizable you force? you all will be making sure that nothing strange tries oh. to kill the people in charge. For example, oh. the lord. Of course, he will have his own bodyguards, but they may be found wanting in such a situation when dealt a blow by such a race as them who can create life from death. As if he seems a little bit deflated, just just slightly. Oh. <laughs> Besides the Hydra, is anything about their forces known? Well, looking at their forces, honestly, it appears that a vast majority of them aren't really all suited up for combat. It seems like a good percentage of them happen to be uh, diplomats. Well, that's promising. Yes. So your first response is send an army? Yes. Of course. Give them the strong arm at first and then be like, don't worry, we also have a hand to hold you with. We come in peace. Give us your money. <laughs> oh. And he's going to, at this point, um, create a rift and, like, at the, off to the side and say, follow me. And he's we going to him. enter the rift. So you're going to, the rift is going to open up right outside on at the docks of Jarden and. He's basically going to walk his way to a couple of other quite well-dressed people. Um, looking at them, you see that there is a fully armored dwarf um, with a giant war axe. And he seems quite important. You assume that this dwarven man is Corvin, Corvin Iron Hands. And then there's this rather thin and... Um, Covered in finery, and you presume that he is the Lord Varen that Elmitza might have spoken about earlier. Hello, I am Josefi Krakowski. I go up and I give him a big handshake, or I hold my uh, hand to out who? to give him a big handshake. Lord Varen. Are we, he looks at you with disdain. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, wait, were we being shown a picture of him, or was this actually him? Like, no, no, yeah, that, yeah, that, the docks. Okay, I, I still hold my hand out. He looks at you with disdain and says. Professor Blackthorn, who is this peasant that is trying to so much as sully my presence? So Yosefi Krakowski. is best to out-snoot him. Okay. We are to be your protection during these proceedings, sir. Also, uh, Yosefi Krakowski, uh, paladin of Petra, bodyguard, hired hand. I would, like to, I would like to address the snooty man and put on my own fake snootiness. Uh, <laughs> Afternoon, sir. I'm uh, Jefferson, head of security, and uh, you look pretty pretty unsecure right now. We're going to have to bundle you up somewhere and keep you quiet so nobody attacks you. Josephi looks confused and when you call yourself Jefferson. He, <laughs> like what? <laughs> uh, the Lord Veyron is going to say, I believe that I'm by far more protected than what protection these few could g give me. And he's going to walk towards his... Um, Guards and um, say, speak to Blackthorn and say, 
I'm not sure what you intend by this, Blackthorn, but I do not find your methods acceptable. Thank you. And Yosefi, when you talk about Petra, um, the dwarf is going to brighten up and he's going to turn to you. Why other things. Another man of the cloth. Well, and he's I, going to um, go for a hug. I, I take the hug and I go, well, I'm mostly a man of metal, but I appreciate it. I return the hug with gusto. So uh, given the fact that Corbin is basically the Pope of Petra, should Yosefi yes. know who he is? Yosefi, make a religion row of advantage. The Here's answer the is thing. he should know, but does he? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Here's the thing with religion. <laughs> <laughs> he has a minus one. <laughs> All right, with, with advantage, I need to push the advantage button. All right, religion. I have a plus zero. I'll help you know. I got a six. Oh, bigger. bigger. So, so here's the thing. I don't know no, that this person I, I say is five would be pole, right? five. Five would be the passing, but you would just about. I, I would, uh, but here's the thing. Yosefi's very bad okay. in social situations, right? Okay. So. This is the Pope. What do you, what do you do when you you see the Pope? I think you're supposed to and offer like, you a hug, and the Pope offers to hug you, <laughs> and you hug the Pope back. I mean, I think you're supposed to kiss yeah. his ring, but Yosefi doesn't know that, so instead he's going to twirl. He's just going to spin twirl. with the. He's going to pick the dwarf up and spin with him. <laughs> it is a pleasure to see you. I uh, too, and he's, he's not. He's just laughing along with you. And oh yeah, by the way, you find it rather difficult to lift him up. I'm not sure I, if you managed to do it. I definitely believe it, <laughs> but I will okay. still try. You, <laughs> you managed to kind of drag him along. Spin move. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Corvin's basically going to nod to uh, the the lot of you and say, oh, "Mighty fine lot you are." Reminds me of the days uh, when I wasn't so stressed about all this bullshit. Anyhow, Blackthorn, we're about to get along, and he's going to head up the gangplank and up onto the ship. I quite like the dwarf. Indeed, seems like a very nice gentleman. Indeed, I mean, anyone who's a follower of Petra is a pretty good person. Does Yosefi well, know that he's a pope or no? He's at DC5, so he knows. Okay. He's like, oh, yeah. I, have, I have a plate of his at home. It has his face on it. Excellent. I don't remember like his name, but he's a great guy. Like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, yes, his face is on the coins at the temple. <laughs> so, See, look, I take out Black a gold Fawn's coin and it to... has the dude's face on it. <laughs> I thought he no, looked familiar. Is, that's not, that, that's not <laughs> what happens, because... Um, on the coins, there would be the royalties' faces. <laughs> Nothing of these godlike fucking beings. It's a commemorative gold coin. It actually is not worth the dollar. Yeah, like, like the thing is, coin. this gold coin costs like five gold pieces to buy, and it's not worth Ooh. anything. <laughs> so, one um, As the party heads onto the ship with uh, accompanied by Blackthorn. They're going to look towards the horizon and see the ships quite far away, but just anyone of you gold. who... Yeah, shiny gold, exactly. Anyone of you who would understand how fast ships go, you, you expect to basically meet up with them in about two hours' time if you were to leave about now. All right, then. And Nor will just turn to the rest of the party. Is there anything that we ought to do to prepare for this? So, Blackthorn is going to say... Um, you lot, I need you to follow us to the 
front of the ship where we will be standing as we arrive and then follow us as we move to the side in order to exchange words with them. So the party is currently stood at the front of the ship and they are currently hearing a conversation between a couple of the main diplomats and people who are important dignitaries, yes. Um, so Lord Varon is uh, effectively has been saying this. It appears that the those who wish to come and greet us are the most pompous sort. Hopefully we'll be able to set them in their place and show them that we are not to be trifled with. And then, um, basically, there's a bunch of talking up front. I don't know if you guys want to pop in (laughs) to annoy him or something. Well, I mean, it's a good thing we're sending someone pompous to respond to their pompousness. Dude. Um, And Blankthorn is just, at this point, kind of... He seems to be in deep focus. You assume he's using some sort of magical spell to... Um, get a visual on what exactly is going on on the and uh the ships that are approaching. Can I try and to eventually, him while he's distracted? You can try. Go ahead. <laughs> yes, I finally get to try to steal from him. Do I get advantage from Nor? No. Against Blackthorn? Uh-huh. No. All right. Well, let's see. Eighteen. Okay. You feel a force repulse you, and I want you to <laughs> roll me. A constitution saving throw. Damn it. No, just him. That's not good. Okay. (laughs) With my plus zero. (laughs) Oh my. Okay, let me just roll some sweet, sweet damage, shall I? Yes, I shall. I'd rather you roll some sour damage. What about salty damage? You take 16 points of damage. (laughs) Yeah. And you are thrown away from Black Thorn. He snaps out of his spell and gives you a glare. A trip. <sighs> Nor will just face Paul. Basically, and he's like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and so the ships eventually reach within uh, shouting distance. And uh, you can see that currently things are quite the mess as people are scrambling about on the other ship, not quite sure what they're doing. It appears that whoever might have been leading has gone missing. Though, at this point, a voice is going to resound from not the Hydra ship, but a different one, the one that's coming in from the left. And at this point, you're going to hear the voice of Lava. Hello, everyone. It's a pleasure to be seeing you. He's waving from the bow of the troop. You watch as you you see um like Lord Varon's <laughs> face grimace fiercely <laughs> just like you can just clearly see the disgust flash through his face and he's going to say You there are you the leader of this You kinda these you see ships. Lava like look left, look right, look behind him? Yeah. Who are you? <laughs> I was... Ex- He's just going to say um, quietly to the rest of the people on board, I was expecting some more, someone more dignified. And he's just going to sigh and 
turn back to Lavo and say, we wish to understand as to why you have arrived in uh, our waters. Uh, um, pardon me for interrupting everyone, but could we please agree to meet on one of these ships? This yelling is rather tiresome. <laughs> Lavo will point to the... Uh... Level point to the yeah, it sounds like a pretty good idea. You, dark elf, half drow, point the half drow, half drow. Oh god, I can't remember how fucking Lavo's voice works. I did it earlier. Oh my god, it's so nice to see you guys, Minnesota. That's a good idea. I am very yes. excited to not be on a <laughs> ship. Well, actually, no, we're all on ships. I'm very excited to not be screaming. That'd be nice. So then, Nor will just turn to Lord McSnooty Pants. And just, would you rather they come here or we go there? Them here. And he's basically quite irritated in the entire situation, but he doesn't make anything, he doesn't say anything else. All right, so Nor will just turn back to Lavo then and just call out one last time. Could your delegation please come here so we could have a more civilized discussion? Okay, at this point you're going to see that... Um, there's still quite a lot of confusion going on, but a uh, party of five, four, four, I think four, a uh, party of four makes their way uh, over, and they, they consist of a, a dragonborn, a uh, drow, <laughs> e. a human, and a dragon. Lava will do a lot of the talking, don't you worry about it. You do not, you, very few of you have seen a dragonborn before, for there are very few. Of them who live in dust, so he would appear to be quite frightening and intimidating to um, you lot because you don't know you've barely seen one um, back at dust. <laughs> Come at me, bro! I can take him. <laughs> you play him. Come here, you punk! Like, I'll show you, you punk. punk. Hey. <laughs> okay. So eventually, you. You all, all the dignitaries and such are seated at the table. On the opposite side, you see that one of the, the one of them is basically reclining, and the, like the entire atmosphere is kind of tilted between extreme formality and just like lackluster <laughs> attempts at it. So you're going to. Um, Basically, be standing guard off to the side, watching the entire proceedings. And so, Lavo would be the first to actually say uh, what they Lavo are here for. Says, "Oh well, it's actually so great that y'all came out to see us because we were coming here to see you." Now, the reason being is because your little teleportation ritual killed hundreds of thousands of people, so that created some problems. And we were coming to you. Nor just... <laughs> sorry, I was just going to say, Nor just we slowly turns his head to stare at Blackthorn. <laughs> we were coming to you to let you know Blackthorn that you've done this. And we wanted to see if we could contact the uh, person responsible. And and you see that, like... <laughs> you go, everyone's everyone going stares to at Blackthorn. Blackthorn begins yeah, everyone to tense Everyone turns to look at Blackthorn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he just, he just tenses up. You see that uh, Corvin, like his carefree face, like his, he, he was smiling until that came out, and then he's just like, kind of, <laughs> he is not okay with this. And Blackthorn proceeds to say, uh, that could have been a mistake. 
work on our oh, Well, you see, How I did talk with someone, someone about that. Died? Whenever you teleported, Whoa. you know, um, you landed in a bunch of water, and then all that water got displaced, creating huge tsunamis in every direction, killing everyone on every coast of, of almost every continent surrounding you. Again, just slow turn back to Blackthorn. <laughs> <laughs> that what Damon said, and we were I in a hurry. I think... <laughs> I, uh, he, Lobo is very good at social <laughs> situations such as these and he's definitely picked up on everyone turning to look at Blackthorn repeatedly while he's been saying this and he's like I think I have found the problem child tell me couldn't it have waited 15 20 minutes to have stopped what is tantamount to the slaughter of thousands so Blankthorn is going to pause and say the situation was rather dire and the exact circumstances as to what resulted in us making this difficult decision um, well I cannot exactly disclose it though I can say that we were placed in a rather tight spot where if we had not done what we did Every single inhabitant of our continent would have died. And henceforth, we could not do the proper checks and balances before we carried out the procedure. Uh, I, I'm sorry, sir, but uh, I, uh, I normally wouldn't say this, but I, I think the words that you're supposed to be saying right now or something along the lines of, this is a horrific tragedy, and um, I'm sorry. Have you, have you seen the meme where um, the guy is at and, court, and the person is quoting him and sec- says, he called, he said, quote, girl, you thicker than a bowl of oatmeal. And then he, like, points his finger to her. And like, mm, there we go. That's what you should mm-hmm. be saying. <laughs> that's exactly what he does to Lauren. Like, yeah, that's that's accurate. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, Blackthorn is going to say, well, it definitely is unfortunate that so many have died, and I am sorry of that. Yeah, but, you know, when you're only saying sorry because we told you to say sorry, doesn't sound like a legitimate sorry. Well, you that's who try again. And so, mm, currently, as it stands, Lord Veyron is going to do his thing, and he's going to say, well, it appears that an awful tragedy has happened, and it is so terrible that so many have died. And I understand your His sorrow does not sound and your pain genuine. for losing so many. <laughs> I'm so sorry I've killed hundreds of thousands. Wait. Here's my sincerest <laughs> apologies. Yeah, while, while he's giving his... I want to make pocket him while he's talking. No, you don't do that. Oh, come on. <laughs> that thing's happening. You're not standing close to him at all. Fine. And he's going to say that I understand that there may be certain sentiments as of now due to this incident. And he's going to glare at Blackthorn. Who is really not to be called d- out? Like he, yeah. he came here and did not expect this. <laughs> like, to wow, happen. I didn't think I'd be the one who got in trouble. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, he, because here's the thing. He's not a diplomat. He like, is when you think about the moral... That is entire, that's when you think about the moral calculus of all this, like, I mean, technically, it's not a bad thing. It's like, no, it's pretty bad, dude. <laughs> It's like, yeah, but numbers. For my own curiosity's sake, speaking of numbers, how many Mm -hmm. people are on Darst? A couple million. Okay, so it is at least more than the number who died. That's yes, slightly kind of less terrible for the for the people like Lava who watched watched the entire city and they were living and literally slaughtered. Oh, I'm just saying, like it could have been worse, idiot. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just saying, calculus. Like the, well, what was the phrase? Like that calculus. Yeah, of only life. hundreds of thousands yes. died as opposed yeah. to millions. <laughs> but millions were like, saved. Like, hey, you know what? If Hitler hadn't gotten rid of all those Jews, like, oh, no. then it wouldn't have been no. <laughs> Think about the economic miracle that <laughs> Germany experienced because of that. You know? Oh, man. Anyway. I'm just yeah, saying. I'm Anyways. <laughs> So, yeah, they're anyway. just going to continue and say, I understand in any case, if you wish to have reparations, he has a slight, slight twitch in, in one of his eyes as he says, he says that. So and such things can be quick question. Lavo's read through the entire guidebook of both the good side and mm. the bad side of the people on the boat. And he knows what they've been assigned mm-hmm. to do here. Technically, Lavo and his group's job was find out who did it and find out the power structure of the other side, right? Like, that's, that's their main goal. But now that they've taken over the uh, war and peace factions, yes. there are sub-goals. So I kind of need to know, like, what's Lavo looking for here? <laughs> what's Harko looking well, that's what for? That's what I'm saying. I, I, don't, I don't know. I didn't. What is Lavo, I, you know, Lavo read the journals, but I didn't. In this case, as um, if, if the goal of peace would be basically to make them pay reparations for what they have done, mm-hmm. in in the case of you know they're, they're not hostile, uh, pay reparations for what they have done, and also to effectively try to um, build a sort of what do you call it um, alliance? Yeah, where basically there is a bit of trading so that ties can be built with time and this entire situation can eventually be re- resolved with the power of money. Commerce. <laughs> yes. And power of positive thinking. On the other side, if you want to go with the war kind of, uh, the war plan effectively is mm-hmm. you pretend that you're on their side and that you want, you wish for reparations and such. And then, um, effectively set make up Make outrageous the, demands. Yeah, <laughs> make outrageous demands. And when they are unable to deliver, say that because of that, you now must attack them. And then you'll be like, and then um, your um, veteran will bring allies and armies to bear and will attack this um, island continent. Mm-hmm. All right, well. That is definitely things that Lava was thinking about. Um, he is a very rather shrewd man, even if he does seem a bit oafish. Um, so Lavo will nod and he says, 
Well, I'm glad I could be talking with you guys. You know, we can work this out, I believe, in a peaceful and calm manner. Uh, first of all, obviously, reparations are going to have to be in order. You know, you destroyed the entire coastline uh, for miles, actually. Everyone stares at microphone again. <laughs> uh, entire cities were destroyed. Ports were obliterated. Uh, entire fleets of ships, you know, overrun with undead. Undead? Uh, oh, yeah. Undead. Well, you know, oh, of course, you probably don't know. The ground is tainted, as it were, with necromantic energy. So all those undead became, or all those dead became undead very quickly. And Sorry. now there is a rather large zombie problem. Uh, just before you go, Nathan, I want to say one more thing. Okay, sure. Uh, and just very hesitantly, Nora's just going to like look at Blackthorn and look at Lavo back and forth a few times and then just slowly was was that like that before or is that a new problem the undead the dead have always risen in, okay, in that good. continent I mean, right not i mean <laughs> no, no no like like that's me that's me questioning remy the dead have always risen in that continent but yeah. it's never been a he's like well it is not that that is new it is just that the numbers of dead yes. suddenly arising has become a problem yeah because all the people who would be burning the corpses are dead. Our corpses. So, <laughs> so basically what happened is those hundreds of thousands of dead became hundreds of thousands of undead because we couldn't clear the corpses out fast enough. And so you know what happens when you have hundreds of thousands of undead? That's right. They make even more undead. So that's the problem we're dealing with right now. I would like to volunteer our most powerful wizard to your services. I don't want them. <laughs> So, um, at this point, he is quite literally the greatest mass murderer in the history of both of our peoples. I think we don't want him. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free so, to judge him. Corbin's <laughs> going to uh, pop up and say, Oh my, so many, so many lost. And he's going to turn to Blackthorn and say, Elmitsa, why did you do it? Why? Tell me. And. Elmitsa is, at this point, going to say, You were there. You knew that. You knew the situation. I took the risk, and I was unlucky, needless to say. I was half expecting you to just have him say, For the greater good. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but basically exactly what he just said. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I did what I had to do, given the circumstances. And I know it is unfortunate, and I understand that what I've done is terrible. But the past is a past, and uh, there's only so much we can do. The past gonna... is the past. My guy, this Professor. was a month ago. The past is now. Professor. He's going to turn. Yes. You are brilliant at magic, but you're very, very bad at diplomacy. I, sir, maybe it might be best if, please stop talking. <laughs> and he does. My guy, the past is now. This was a month ago. Uh, and Nor will just like step forward towards Lavo and just do like that bow of the head quickly. And then just say, we, we cannot even imagine everything that you and yours have gone through with all of this. We, uh, this is not something that can be made right, but we will try. 
his diplomatic skills leave much to be desired. But he is the most powerful magic user I've ever heard of. Of course, he doesn't have a giant undead hydra, so I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Not to belittle our lord and master here, who is a genocidal maniac here. uh. (laughs) Hold on, hold on. Genocidal? (laughs) Yes. Maniac? Maybe. We shouldn't give him that label so easily. <laughs> Genocidal on accident. It was an oopsie. It was an oopsie, you guys. And um, so eventually the situation regarding Blackthorn is left for now to be decided. And reparations are going to are discussed between Lord Varen and Lavo. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. We're going to clue in the the listeners for a little something. Lavo is under the impression that people are stupid and that they don't know how to protect themselves. And not only do they not know how to protect themselves, they actively make decisions that are not in their best interest or in the best interest of those around them. Because it's been proven to him. Because it's been proven to him in his adventures that they're not. So Mm -hmm. Lavo is going to be trying to do things that not only increase his own power and prestige, but allow him for him to have more authority. So like being in charge of the decisions for how the concessions are working out, being the point man for these things are all are all items in his very, very large agenda of, hey, if I'm in charge, people can still be stupid, but it's okay because I'll save them. <laughs> so whether Dangerous. or not that path has to leave to war or not is still in the air. And so here's the big question: What is Lavo's decision on reparations for the? Oh, hold on, hold on. There's two questions there. Number one, mm-hmm. what does he mm-hmm. say to us now? And then number two, yes. just for us to know, what is he? Thinking? What does he? What is he thinking? Yeah. What he says to you now is probably something along the lines of. You know, we still have mathematicians tabulating the total amount of damages that have occurred. Like, like master are mathematicians who are calculating, okay, how much damage happened to the cities? What's the value of human life lost? What's the value of the ships that we've lost? What's the value of commerce that we've lost as a result of this? What's the commerce of the refugee crisis that has ensued as a result of these losses? And how hopefully much is it they're cost better at math than our uh, arch wizard here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> How much is it going to cost to, you know, replace these refugees, like, you know, reintroduce these refugees to other portions of the society? How much is it going to cost to clear out the zombies? Like, these calculations could take months, if not years. So right now, he's uncomfortable providing an hard and fast estimate. But basically, he's saying that, like, he'll need to speak with someone who has the authority of a king. The funny thing is that once he heads back, there's going to be questions because it's like, where the hell did those people that we sent with you go? That's going to be fun. <laughs> Why was Lavo in charge of talking to people? That wasn't his responsibility. <laughs> and then something's so, going to have to be set on that side as well. So Lavo's going to have to actually speak either with the royal family or with someone who has the authority to speak with the royal family, like with the authority of the royal family. And he's hoping okay. to learn more about the cities that they pass as they go that way. And so what is um, Lavo's thoughts on the matter? Lavo's thoughts are that 
war is a possibility. And if we go to war, he's going to need to know things like the makeup of the cities, uh, the political discourse among the cities, who's in charge, where are they one unified government or are they a bunch of squabbling factions? If they're squabbling factions, are they united enough that they'll unite against a common threat? Mm, things to be found out, I suppose. Exactly. There's, there's a lot of stuff that he needs to learn and a lot of agents that he's going to need to send out, both on the war-making and peacemaking side of things. And, and a lot of homework for the DM. Lots of homework uh, for the DM. Yes, yeah, big sad. And the <laughs> talks go on I for a while math. before the two parties decide on temporary measures uh, no, to um, continue the talks at another time. And for now, the um, the Hydra and the two other ships are allowed to stay slightly away from the port and um, be set there for a while as they sort out their things and the Dastians sort out theirs. So and towards the end of the day as the sun is starting to set, the ship is currently in port and Blackthorn is still sitting at the table rather quietly. Most of the people have left and he's just sitting there in silence thinking. Sefi has also been sitting in silence the entire time just like, <laughs> wow. Wow. What is going on? <laughs> Nor will just like sit down and just drag a chair to sit in front of Blackthorn, and then just like slowly and quietly sit down and stare at him. That was <laughs> bad. That was very bad. <laughs> Professor. And he's just like looking at him, just like he's not saying the words, but he's like, please tell me what the fuck that was. Also, but, was the was hundreds of thousands? Was that a low bar, or was that yeah. accurate? Okay, accurate. Like, like that was, was unknown with the number increasing daily. Yeah. Correct. Right. Okay. Wanted to make sure I wasn't saying, "Oh, it was hundreds of thousands," and you're like, "Well, technically, it was millions." It's like, "Oh, well." To be <laughs> fair, millions does have hundreds of thousands in it. That's true. Mm-hmm. Well, Blackthorn is quietly um, just thinking to himself and he's going to say something under his breath and he's going to say bloody hell I'm no better than Corvus. What Ooh. happened? Wait, who's Corvus? Did you say Corvus? Yes, uh, an old friend of mine. At this moment, like, looking at him, he seems old. Very older than you've ever seen him. You can see the centuries of, what do you call that? Um, just centuries of constant stress. war and stress on his face. And he's going to look up at all of you and say, well, I'm going to have to pay for this. And I deserve it. I will need you all to deal with the the tears another point of my failure he's going to sigh so who's in the room right now um pretty much everyone has left Corv- uh, Corvin is current currently um he's still on the ship but he's somewhere else dealing with his anger <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. so nor is going to like make eye contact with the rest of the party and then like sit up straight and just steeple his fingers in front of himself. Sir, there is some other things that we ought to go over. 
he sits back up straight and regains a bit of his um, normal uh, presence and posture and says, yes, what is it? There are a number of paths ahead and thought needs to be put sooner than later into the desired path. So, as I see it at least, and please do correct me if there are more that I don't think of, there's a few options I see. Number one, you have to go back with them for some form of justice. Number two, we make some form of agreement with them to figure out reparations, and that could also further branch out into financial, magical... I I honestly can't even comprehend what that would actually entail. (sighs) Number three, we deny responsibility and defend ourselves if we must. Or we could preemptively defend ourselves and make sure that they don't send the message back. And Blackthorn is going to look at you and say, I understand that these are all things that can happen, but when it really comes down to it, it is not my decision to be made by what they say. And if they're telling us... And if what they're saying to us is true, I am, I've done terrible things. Yes, you did. But you did also save millions of lives by bringing us here. So what is the best way forward? And Blackthorn's going to say at this point that I would certainly prefer if there were no more lives lost in the coming months, especially due to my actions. How how many other people were involved in the teleportation? And at this point, you're going to... Um, can you please roll me a history check to all, all of you? Sure. Mm, yes, history. It's what I'm God. good at. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's a two on the die. Uh, Fuck. No That's like <laughs> crit 20 on the there. Way to go, Mitch. That's an eight for me. Yosefi Krakowski is unaware of anything. Okay, so, um, Valmir, you wouldn't know something that... Valmir knows all. Yeah, so let me actually use this as an opportunity to actually describe the circumstances. Some of the circumstances, you do not know all of them, considering your, that some of the exact circumstances are still secret. Um, what effectively happened was that the um, Blackthorn and a good portion of uh, the army, including Corvin, was at the gateway, the location where the demons had originally breached into the uh, plane that uh, Das used to stand in. And the battle was to prevent a massive incursion that would, the size of it would effectively wipe out all that lived on the continent. And in a moment where all was basically almost lost and everyone around them was dying, the last 50-odd um, mages and Blackthorn conceived of a spell. Blackthorn being one of the main 
craft the main person crafting it and they worked tirelessly over the course of three days every single day more and more dying to the demons to buy them time to finish the spell and when they finally cast the spell a good pretty much almost all of the mages that cast the spell all fucking died um because the magical drain on them was so immense the only one left standing from casting that spell was Blackthorn. And that's how he managed to bring um, the entire continent to this new plane and effectively save the day when he did. So it's not like it was without loss. It's just that he's the only one left to blame. <laughs> yeah. Well, also just the fact that, ah, it's not like they had like a lot of time to plan. It was kind yeah. of, uh, you know, in people between are a rock and a hard place. with their lives to right. get us off. Yeah. Crazy. Yes. And so he's going to, uh, Blackthorn is basically going to tell you something along the same lines and say that, uh, and, and then continue to say, this, I, so many have died to ensure that the rest would live and only to be put into. This sort of position again, where even more have died and many more may have to, so that our kingdom may still survive. So with everything that's been said today, disregarding for a moment, well, there's two questions that I want to ask you now. What do you want to happen and what do you think should happen? He says, uh, he, he, Blackthorn thinks for a bit and says, well, I would wish that we could possibly repay them through... And he's just going to think for a while and say, I, I am not sure, and I can't think of anything that would repay for such crimes. The only thing I could say is, have me as a... A hostage of sorts and repay them through the passing on of all that I've and like he, when he says this he, he, he is you can just sense this deep dark sadness coming from him my all my research and sure. the magical knowledge I've gained not your knowledge hmm? I have an idea he looks up at Nor and you you knowledge that is your specialty they everyone who died is now a zombie a par- or undead whatever it was that that person said so everyone is being risen have you ever actually studied the fields around the city of glass the desert Haha, and this is where <laughs> he's like, that's my research. bee. <laughs> and you're welcome, so, Nathan. Yes. Um he's uh, his eyes are going to brighten up and he says, I've been I have been working many, many years on that, and uh, the results are promising. Though I certainly at this current stage do not have the resources. And the number of mages to sufficiently remove the curse, though I certainly do know how to. 
Nora will just point in the direction of the gold hydra and then just say, these people seem to have quite some talent in necromancy. And with that additional data point, if you figured out how to fix the land, would that not be a karmic balance? Blackthorn is going to say, well, though I do see, I do think that it, it certainly would depend on the size of such an issue. If it was the same size as the taint that is the desert, it would take but a year to repair with the same resources I once had. Though we do not know to to high-level mages as resources? I'm just double-checking here. Yes. It sounded like you're just referring to high-level mages as resources and not as people. They are resources when you think uh, about this kind of thing. Magical um, power. Yosemite's going to lean into the uh, like, Oh my god, he's the, he's the bad guy. Valmer. <laughs> Valmer working for the bad guy. Sir, how long has it been since you've uh, needed persuasion to use on your own behalf, I mean? I can't remember. You uh, may want to brush off those those skills a tad. You're uh, You're a bit abrasive. You've been making your hole rather deeper. What? No, he's putting foot in mouth. Also that. That's not the same thing as digging a hole. What are you talking about? That doesn't make any sense. Are you not standing in the hole with your feet? He can fly. What does it matter? Anyway. <laughs> no, just kind of chuckles to himself. <laughs> That's incorrect. Uh, oh, absolutely. It like it's <laughs> anyway. Regardless. No, no, Nora is audibly amused. <laughs> He's not exasperated. Nor likes Yosef. Mm. Yosef, uh... Yosefi does have a question. Do you like people, Blackthorn? Like, like I know you have. Like, no, 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 not that. It, it, well, actually, no, not that. Uh, but the I just Being you know people, for, talking with people for for someone who has godlike powers and is the most powerful mage in in our continent. It seems like. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Seems like you don't like people and, and that you use people as, you know, resources as instead of compatriots, like things that can be used. And then when their use is expired, just like tossed away as opposed to people with lives and loved ones. And Blackthorn <laughs> is going to say, I believe you have misunderstood what I've mm-hmm. said. The only reason why I have to think of them, I speak of them in that way, is if I think of all... And his voice is going to start breaking a bit, and he's going to say, All the friends, the my students that I've lost, and he's just going to go quiet for a while. There we go. See, they're people. They're just, just because it hurts when you think about them doesn't mean that you can't... You have to stop thinking about them like that. Otherwise, you get into moral calculus and people stop becoming people. They become numbers. And I'm number one. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the best, bitch. 
Normally uh, just give uh, a respectful nod at Yosefi and just say wise words, my friend. What? Hmm? <laughs> Thank you. So, you're when it really comes down to it, I give Blackthorn a pat on the back. Blackthorn pat, pat, pat. eventually <laughs> uh, stands up and says, I think I know what to do. I shall have a talk with Varen, and I believe that this could be settled with a bit of negotiation in regards to the knowledge on how to fix the taint. Once we understand how much we are dealing with, we can probably negotiate a something along the lines of cleaning it up for them. And also, if it takes too long, perhaps persuading them with financial recompensation as well. Uh, for the record, I do believe, sir, that honestly, given the sheer numbers that are involved, bringing money into this would bankrupt anyone or anything that even tried. I think that the magic angle is the only way to actually balance things. I think you're right, he says. And... At this point, while you're all chatting in here, the door is going to open and Corvin walks in and he uh, says, he speaks to Blackthorn directly and says, oh, Mr. Blackthorn, uh, you're under arrest. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! He's like, oh, you're I'm sorry, friend. <laughs> I gotta bring you in. You fucking monster. <laughs> Yikers. No, he, he comes in and he says, Elmitsa, I've thought about it, and I understand that we've talked about this before. You knew it always was a possibility, yet you kept lying to yourself. Have you come up with anything that could possibly fix the situation? And Blackthorn is basically going to nod and say, yes, um, my, and he's going to look at you all and, and, and just like pause and think about how, how he should address you all in terms of your relationship with him. Minions. Because it's like, Sir. <laughs> minions, <laughs> my minions. It's like, oh no, I'm evil. I'm fucking evil. Oh God, it's I knew true. It. I fucking I called it. it. <laughs> so go no. with the bad guy <laughs> no so he's going to say squad <laughs> with, <laughs> with with these few here and they have given me rather sound advice and Corbin's going to look at you all and give you a smile it's like, and he's going to say thanks Elmet says an odd one and he's a bit... Anyways, what exactly were the things that they talked to you about? And Blackthorn's basically going to go over the fact that the best chance Dost has at preventing a war and allowing this to smoothly continue is to use his knowledge on how the taint works to possibly repair their lands as repayment 
for all the harm done by him. And Corvin's going to say that I that that is a pretty solid plan. Thank you, Lot. Would you mind leaving for so that I can talk to him? And Blackthorn's going to nod and say, You all can head back and find a place to rest. I will call you once you'll need it. Yes, sir. And the party leaves the boat, and you can hear yelling in the room. <laughs> what the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> you thought that... Th- <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much what happened. Yeah. You could... It's just like... <laughs> yeah, we can we guess. We talked about this. When I sent my squad out to fucking die for this... <laughs> It's yeah. like something along those lines. It's like, geez, man. But the party hears none of that. And walk through the uh, streets of the city with a lot on their minds. Does the party have anything that they want to talk about? I say we join up with those other guys. <laughs> part of their crew. They become part of the actual good guys team. <laughs> I like that dragonborn feller. He's a good drinker. <laughs> no, but seriously. Uh, no. Uh, Yosefi, I don't think he really has any plans. Doesn't have anyone he necessarily needs to talk to. Yeah, I think the question on all of our minds now is, what next? And that is kind of not on us right now. Definitely. The party heads... Uh, okay, so, more importantly, where's the party going to rest at? Like, are they going to find an inn, or...? So, we got sent on the ship from Blackthorn Academy, right? Pretty much. But so yeah, they the just ship returned to to the academy <laughs> or to Barnock. Or no, he, you or you wait, were you no. were told, told to leave, and you're currently at in Jordan, So presumably, okay. you could find an inn, and so that he could later once <laughs> the, the talks move on. Yes. Oh. So the party walks into the dainty flower, and Teresa is currently. It, it's quite late, actually, so you can see Teresa like closing up the bar and about to leave in move into her quarters as you enter the inn and she's going to turn around and say uh, like she she takes a second and like sees that um new people have come in she doesn't quite remember you but she's just gonna say oh um are you here to rest for the night yes okay um it'll just be five silvers from each of you and we have rooms, and she's going to wait for the payment first. Can we get a bill to Blackthorn? Well, ask him for to pay us back later. Let's let's not worry about nah, such nah, things nah. now. And yeah, more. And, uh, oops, not more. So, Morris. Uh, <laughs> force of habit. I mean, we're here talking to her. <laughs> Morris gives her a big kiss on the cheek and goes, "I love and you." And then she's like, "Morris, <laughs> is that you?" Uh, all right, Morris so kicks down the door. Honey, up. I'm home. <laughs> like, wait a second. <laughs> wait, what's Morris? Uh, hi, Morris. <laughs> Would that be a thing? I kind of, I do no. kind of want that. Mm-hmm. Like, not like Morris just barging in, but just like the two of them getting together. That's just kind of sweet. The party hints a bit as they stand on the brink of war and destruction, or perhaps peace with these new and odd neighbors. Thanks for listening to Art 2, Episode 8. 
of Riffwake. Please leave us a review and give us five stars on iTunes. Also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Tier starts though as a dollar and even that much really helps us out. Supporters get benefits such as behind the scenes content, early access to episodes, access to the Patreon Discord, where we will chat with the cast and even a shout out on the show. Find us on social media on Twitter at Riffwake Podcast, on Facebook as Riffwake, and on Reddit on the subreddit r slash Riffwake Podcast. And now send us an email, riffwakepodcast at gmail.com. I, I need to do it. Bye. Kisses.